0: Hi, I'm Nick.
1: And I'm Mel. I grew up playing outside.
0: And I grew up doing something meaningful, watching movies and TV.
1: I never had cable, and we finally bought a VCR about the same time DVD players hit the market.
0: Throughout our marriage, Mel has sadly missed many of my pop culture references and movie quotes.
1: So it's time to catch up on all the films I missed. Hello. Good evening. Good
0: evening. And how are you tonight?
1: I'm great. I'm ready to watch a movie.
0: Are you? Mm-hmm. Are you ready?
1: Yes. I you just sh- said I'm ready. Are you
0: sure though? Because what? sometimes, sometimes it's hard to stand by someone when things get tough.
1: Stand by me. <laughs> is that it?
0: Yes, that's it. That's it. Yes. Oh. Have you ever seen this movie? Man,
1: I know I'm gonna cry.
0: Have you ever seen it?
1: Okay, is this the one with Macaulay Culkin?
0: <laughs> yes. No, I'm not gonna no. tell you. I never tell you.
1: Oh, shoot. Cause I read I'm a book. I'm pretty once. sure you
0: were thinking the one with Keep going.
1: I read this book mm-hmm. and then there's like this weeping willow tree in mm-hmm. the book and mm-hmm. and
0: mm-hmm.
1: and someone dies at the end uh-huh. and I cried yeah. reading this book. I think I read it in like sixth grade. Yeah. I remember the tears falling out of the book. Wow. But I don't know if that's this movie. The tears falling on the book. You remember that? Yeah. Wow, okay. I do. Right. So is that this movie? I, you tell me. Is there a boy? Stand by me. Yeah. Is, is that this movie? I don't know. Or sure. it could have Kathy Bates in Kathy
0: it. Kathy Bates is in this movie. Okay. What does Kathy Bates do in this movie? I don't know. Is she? I have
1: no idea. I don't know.
0: Does she capture a writer and, <laughs> and keep them in her yes. lo- in her house in the middle of nowhere? Stand by me? Right by me?
1: <laughs> right by me? That's right by me. That's right by me. <laughs> um. No, I really don't know if I've got the right movie in mind here.
0: Okay, so best guess: if you had to guess the plot of this movie, what would it be?
1: Um, like a a boy who dies. A boy who dies. <laughs> got it. Or does the girl die? I don't remember. <laughs> okay, it's been a while. All
0: right. Okay. That, okay. I, I just I, I'm I'm honestly just fascinated listening to you explain this movie to me. This is <laughs> also this is good.
1: I don't know if it's Macaulay Culkin or Haley Joel Osment. <laughs>
0: They were around the same time, so
1: one think, came later. I think that, a little
0: bit later, yeah. but I mean, in the same decade. So <laughs> you're, you're, you know, sometimes you're way
1: off. Standby.
0: But within me. the same decade.
1: Or is it like a, or is it like a group of friends go camping? camping? I don't know. Like you know, to like a, a, a cabin or something. A cabin. I don't know what this is about. Where
0: Kathy Bates as a writer. <laughs> <laughs> is that? Is that what
1: it is? What? we're just gonna keep circling back to Kathy. Well, Bates. you
0: keep talking about cabins. I always did. anyway, yeah, Kathy <laughs> Bates. Maybe she shows up. I don't know, honestly. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie.
1: Okay. Either you... way, I feel like I'm yeah. gonna cry.
0: Oh, totally. When the night is cold and the land is gone.
1: <laughs> I love that song.
0: That's a great song. Yeah. All right, I won't cry and I won't be afraid, so let's go check out Stand By Me.
1: Let's let's watch this movie.
0: Let's do it. In all our lives, there's a fall from innocence. A time after which we are never the same. It happened in the summer of 1959. A long time ago. Oh man, wait to hear this. Wait to hear this. What is it, man? You guys want to go see a dead body? When the night has come... And the land is dark. We interrupt to bring you an update on the search for the missing 12-year-old Ray Brower. Kid's gone, they're never gonna find him. Not where they're
1: looking. And the moon is the only light we'll see.
0: You think Mighty Mouse could beat up Superman? Mighty Mouse is a cartoon. Superman is a real guy. No way a cartoon could beat up a real guy. No! We're gonna be famous! We're gonna be on every radio and TV show in the country! I still don't think we should go.
1: If I can only have one food for the rest of my life, that's easy. Pass. Cherry flavored pest. No question about it. And I could go someplace where nobody knows me. We found him, we got dibs. Oh, better start running, Eyeball. They
0: got dibs. <laughs> the four of us, Eyeball. You just make your move.
1: You're dead. For some, it's the last real taste of innocence. I'm never gonna get out of this town, now, my Gory? You can do anything you want, man. And the first real taste of life. This is really a good time, the most. A
0: blast.
1: But for everyone, it's the time that memories are made of. So
0: darling, darling, stand by me.
1: Oh, stand by me. Oh, stand. Stand by me. Stand by me.
0: Well, the night has come and the movie is done.
1: Yes! Oh my gosh, that was so good. I know, right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. What? Okay, first of all, yeah. it wasn't My Girl. That was the movie I thought it was. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, you know, both have the name of a song.
0: Uh, that's Stand true. By Me and My Girl. Yeah, They're both like, fair. so
1: you can see how my mind might confuse the I two. I
0: 100% can see that.
1: Oh my gosh, this was such a good movie. Okay, I have a question though. Was yeah, this up? movie meant for kids to see it? Or was this an adult movie about kids? It was an adult movie about kids.
0: Right? I mean, it's rated R, so... Oh,
1: okay, that And sense.
0: it was written by Stephen King, so... That was
1: shocking when I saw that in the yeah, credits. There I were t- so many surprises at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Reiner was the director.
0: Yeah. I uh, If I knew it was by Stephen King, I had completely forgotten.
1: Oh, that was... Yeah. yeah. I can't believe it. I yeah. can't believe it was by Stephen King. I can't believe it was so stinking good.
0: I know, like... Rob Reiner, he actually screened this movie for Stephen King oh. and he noticed that Stephen King was like visibly shaking and he wasn't talking during oh. the movie. Oh my god. And that he like left the room. And then upon his return, he told Reiner like the movie was the best adaptation of his work he'd ever seen. Oh. Now, not to take anything away from Rob Reiner here, but that was 1986. So it could have been, you know, <laughs> there have been so many movies that have been made since. So I don't, I can't weigh in on the people after that, but that's still pretty awesome.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. And Will Wheaton was in it. Holy sure cow. And then, <laughs> so when he showed up and I figured out who he was, that was like, whoa, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. And then, um, as we were, you know, just starting just in the beginning of the film, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, oh, what was his name? Corey Feldman yep. is on screen. I'm like, holy yep. cow, this is great. I know. And later, Keeper Sutherland. Mm-hmm. I didn't guess until the end who the narrator was, the adult narrator.
0: That was so amusing to me, yes. Richard
1: Dreyfuss. I, Because he looked younger. I I haven't seen him in a lot of movies when he was younger. I've just seen his older self, you know? Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, that's one example okay. of one movie I saw All right. All right. All one right. time. Okay. So, um, yeah, at the end, for some reason, the way he was sitting at the desk and talking, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that, that's it. It's Richard Dreyfuss. Got it. Got to it. Phew, got it before the credits.
0: That was close.
1: <laughs> it was really close.
0: Uh, the other, like, River Phoenix in this movie yeah. it's amazing. So good.
1: I was so sad at the end when I learned that was, that mm-hmm. that was River Phoenix because mm-hmm. by the end of the movie, I was like, I will adopt all of these kids and give them a better life. <laughs> right.
0: You were getting pretty attached to them. That's I true. All
1: these kids were amazing. And then so at the end, oh, it was just heartbreaking to realize that when you were like, that's River Phoenix. Cause my mind was thinking, I wonder what this kid went on to do. He he was such a good actor, even at that age. Like he yeah. was really magnetic. And yeah, that was just really, really sad. <clears throat>
0: well, we still have his work with us. And there are quite a few more River Phoenix films as well. So
1: hum, hum, hum. This may not be
0: the last movie that shows up of his.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I totally fell in love with these kids. They were hilarious and awesome. Yeah. And Corey Feldman manages to look like a little hipster with his, like, <laughs> black frame glasses and his haircut. Yeah. Like, he totally, like... That look is original. like a cool hipster look, although it was totally yeah. nerdy back then. It's the funny. original hipster. Yeah, yeah.
0: totally. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, um, wow, we're gushing so much. Do you want to give us a quick summary of the film?
1: Sure. Um, <laughs> the The film starts out with these boys and they are in their little tree house in their town smoking cigarettes, which is crazy. <laughs> the 80s. It
0: was, well, it was the 50s, but yeah. But the actors, yes, were actually smoking while they were making the movie. It was crazy.
1: They, they, that was real?
0: Well, I mean, I was literally <clears throat> watching to be like, okay, are they going to do... There's what's called like um, stage smoking or, or whatever, but it's where you uh, bring smoke into your mouth and then exhale. You don't bring it into your lungs, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they were doing that. I was watching to see, you know, because like, okay. I was like, are they just doing smart editing to see like, you know, the kids are holding the cigarettes, you know, but no, they're actually like puffing on the cigarettes and stuff. So,
1: but uh, they were fake cigarettes. Those were not real. Uh, right. They were like, I, 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 they were like movie magic cigarettes that are uh, not actual cigarettes, uh, but it looks like a
0: cigarette. I would be shocked if those were not real cigarettes. Wow. We, we could find out, but I would be <laughs> shocked if they weren't.
1: OK, so, um. You just kind of get the same. I mean, they
0: were filtered, so they were safe, according to the 80s. Good they were point. filtered.
1: <laughs> Good point. Yeah, so the movie takes place in the 50s, mm-hmm. and it's this little town in Oregon, which, oh, that should have been a Stephen King red flag right Lee's there. Please, Maine,
0: not Oregon. But that, he does
1: do, like, a small he? town, remote. Like Oh, yeah,
0: totally. That
1: yeah. is really along his lines. Anyway, um, the boys are hanging out, and one boy, he's like, hey, do you want to go see a dead body? And he overheard, there was a boy that's been missing, and he overheard his brother and his brother's friend talking about it while he was under the porch trying to dig up pennies that he'd buried and forgot where they were. Yeah.
0: Jerry <laughs> and, O'Connell. He did great, too.
1: Jerry O'Connell. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he <laughs> he overheard where they, they found, like, his brother saw where the body was. Yeah. And um, he was like, do you want to go see it? And so these boys are like, yeah, let's do it um well jerry o'connell has to be like noogie didn't do it <clears throat> but they <laughs> they get their like sleeping packs they tell their parents they're going to like everyone else's house
0: sorry i can't go past the noogie explain what a noogie is please
1: <laughs> when you grab someone around you like, put them in a headlock yep. and then you use your other hand to like in your in a fist you kind of rub your knuckles on their head
0: on their head okay thank yeah. you just making sure that's a phrase I have not heard in a long time. <laughs> and uh yeah, I've I have given and received a lot of noogies in my life. Yeah, you were life.
1: really relating to the mm-hmm. the um fraternal violence in this movie. Like the buddies like Yeah. The buddies each hitting each other and twice flinch- for flinching. Two
0: for flinching, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a thing when I was growing up.
1: So anyway, they they have to it's a long hike and they have to camp out on the way there mm-hmm. to get to this dead body. Meanwhile, there's like the older brother and like their punk friends and they really are like punk friends. And Kiefer Sutherland is like the leader and he's just a,
0: yeah.
1: he's just terrible. He's so mean.
0: He's good at being like oh. dead inside, like damaged evil guy. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, especially in the eighties,
0: he was so good at that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: even though his face, okay. Usually people who are dead inside evil guy, they have an angular face, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Kiefer does not have an angular face.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a, if anything, it's a rounded angular face. Like there's yeah. it's
1: rounded. So yeah. it's just it's unusual coming from him, but it, mm-hmm. he does it well. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, so <laughs> they meanwhile these guys are like, if we find, you know, it kinda gets out oh wait, I'm I'm totally tripping over my words. You're fine. The two friends are like, let's not tell anyone because they'll think we did it.
0: Yeah, the older boys, who they stole a car or something, right? So they didn't want everybody to know they stole a car, because why would they be there?
1: But then they just can't help themselves. And they tell their friends anyway. Mm -hmm. And so the older boys also are like, well, let's go. Because if we find the body, we'll be heroes. Because everyone's looking for the body. And that's kind of what the younger kids thought, too. Like, if we find it, like, we can be heroes for finding mm-hmm. it and totally like, that would be great
0: yeah because yeah when that's one of the huge things you're like why would
1: anybody be interested in going to see a dead body
0: like yeah. there's the weird like when you're a young kid you're just enamored with things even little kids like when they see a dead animal and things like that it's just the curiosity factor
1: poke it with a stick you poke that's it that's what stick. you do
0: yeah but in particular though the whole like wanting to be heroes, especially for this group of kids who are kind of like the outcasts type thing, mm-hmm. super strong motivation for them, I think.
1: Yeah, so they do it. They they get their packs. They have like I don't know. It's just so charming the ways of the fifties. They mm-hmm.
0: have
1: um, everyone forgot to bring food. They have like a canteen. <laughs> yep, like an old fashioned kind of army looking canteen. Well, yeah, his
0: dad was in World War Two. Uh, Corey Feldman's. He had right. Yeah. Yeah, he had one of, sort of Will Wheaton's character beach. too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so as they're going on this hike and like trekking, you're learning like their backstory and like what their family's all about. And Will Wheaton, his brother, died in a mm-hmm. car accident, I think. And his brother was played by John Cusack. You see flashbacks, yes. and you see John Cusack and he's like awesome older brother. So wild. And um, you just kind of learn that their life is really crappy for all these kids. They've got. Just selfish parents or abusive parents. I mean, just a whole bunch of like yucky stuff going on.
0: Sure. They had a lot to deal with.
1: Um, At one point, they're like, we forgot to bring food. And so they kind of like get their money together and they all pile it in and it ends up being like maybe $2 Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. $1.80 something. Yeah. And Will Wheaton walks to the store and he, it's just so charming this time of Americana where you can buy four Cokes a, a pound of ham yeah, they got and ham some and buns buns, yeah, mm-hmm. and potatoes for $1.80 <laughs> yeah. at the grocery store. Yeah. There was like a tiny store in the middle of nowhere. It, it was wow. awesome. Hmm. If I could travel back in time, mm-hmm. that's one place I would go, like 50s. The like, 1950s? That kind of time, yeah.
0: That would be, it would, like much of time travel, it would be interesting to see the reality of it versus actually you
1: know. Yeah, you'd have to be in the right there. city. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Or totally. a small
1: town. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, they do get to the body. There's a lot of, like, emotional unpacking that happens for everyone. Like, you know.
0: On the way there? Or yeah, when they yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, like yeah, lots totally. Of,
1: lots of, like, stuff they're working out. It's like a therapy session. Kind of. And uh, then the, they get there, and then the older guys get there, and there's a standoff, and they end up yeah um just doing an anom- anonymous reporting of mm-hmm. where the body is no one claims it no one gets to be the hero and um the whole time this has been like <clears throat> narrated by will Wheaton's character as an adult like looking back yes and then you kind of go to him and he kind of explains what happened to everybody and it's just this nice little wrap-up where he has his own kids mm-hmm. and he chases them to the car and they go to the the beach i guess
0: they go yeah somewhere after he finishes writing
1: the story yeah because he did become a writer oh uh, oh it was such a great movie
0: it was really good
1: was this so this like narration voiceover thing yeah was it like was it used a lot before this or was this kind of like a forerunner like it was a um like it's been used
0: I couldn't clearly say where it started. Like, it's a convention that's been around a long time now. Uh One of the most famous ones is a TV show, at least for our generation, The Wonder Years. Like, oh, literally, that's yeah. like, that's the one that I think of. Uh, but that was actually after this one. The Wonder was, Years was 1988, and this I, is 1986.
1: But yeah. I was never allowed to watch The Wonder Years. Oh! So... <laughs> That's a
0: whole nother podcast. We'll just have to do. That. <laughs> There's like eight seasons Every of it episode. or something. Every episode. Oh man.
1: Um. So, yeah, the voiceover. It was. It's cool. I like that convention, and it was. I like it when it's done. Yeah. Well, and it kind of supports the story. It's nice.
0: Oh, it was. It was totally. It was done very well in this movie. I think. Yeah. How do you? What surprised you about this movie? We kind of hit on a few in there, but there were I think there were quite a few things that were surprising. I was curious what things were surprising to you.
1: Um just like how much the kids, like how much weight they were carrying and how well <laughs> Sorry, not, that's not, not a joke about Jerry O'Connell because he was the chubby kid. <laughs> no, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. no, like how much um just like mm-hmm. it, how much baggage the kids had, like Yeah not literally um yeah yeah and just like the characters were super deep like it was really it was way deeper than I thought it was going to be yeah um it also surprised me Kiefer Sutherland surprised me what
0: surprised you uh, that
1: was that he was in the movie (laughs) he just
0: keeps showing up in 80s movies
1: (laughs) he's hot um yeah, and also we already said Steve, that it was Stephen King, that mm-hmm. it, it was his story. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Um, Just the fact that the whole movie could be wrapped around the premise of some boys trying to go see a dead body in the woods. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's like so simple and yet yeah. when you unscrew it or open it up, it's just like completely full of Of amazingness and deep deepness (laughs) yeah deepness
0: the um the fact that the boys were trying to that they were so deep in their interactions and and everything just the life that the lives that they lived like i was a kid when i saw this right like i didn't there was this one was totally like a tbs like i don't think i'd ever watched the movie end to end before i had seen like portions of it while it was on cable tv and all that um and, it, you know, like the part where they see the body, I probably never saw that. They probably edited that part out. It's pretty easy to edit out. Um, but I was a kid when I watched it. So it resonates differently than now that I'm a parent. Mm-hmm. So were there any any thoughts for you or any, I don't know. Was that kind of why you wanted to adopt them, I guess, as you mentioned? <laughs> like you want to protect them from um, from their existence, I guess? Or?
1: Um. So when I watched it, I'm always amazed and impressed. And this is true in life. And like, it's nice to see it in a movie because it reminds me of how it's true in real life. Mm -hmm. Just how um, kids are amazing. (laughs) And and really, like, they don't get enough credit for Mm -hmm. how introspective and observant and caring and nurturing they can be. Mm -hmm. So, like, when we were watching the movie, the Chambers kid, played by River Phoenix... Mm -hmm. He, um, I just kept noticing how he was like the peacekeeper of mm-hmm. the group and he, yeah. um, was super nurturing, even though he came from this family that probably wasn't exhibiting how to nurture. Yeah. Um, so I guess I like, I was surprised, just pleasantly reminded of how, like, mm. this is actually like kids can be like this and they are like this. Totally. Yeah.
0: It also made mm-hmm. me want to like, it's. I have this thing too. Like, I have a mental checklist when I see things in the world in real life or in movies. I'm like, don't do that as a parent. <laughs> don't do that as a parent. Check.
1: <laughs> or what about alternatively, like, do that as a
0: parent? Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, this one had a lot of don't do that as a parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Will Wheaton's character, like, his parents just pretty much ignored him. And you know, invalidated all of his like desires or talents. You know, yeah. Check. Don't do that. Check. (laughs) Not that I was doing it, but you know, it's interesting to um, to see. And this is part of the beautiful part about art is you get you can explore and see different facets of humanity and how it plays out or how it would play out. And that's like you can experience that as a human. Like you can watch it and be like, "Wow!" Like and see that example. I just. That's what I love about movies and books. They help enrich you in that way.
1: Yeah. And some things in the movie were like so simply enjoyable. Just like Mm -hmm. when the four boys were just singing together. Just like when kids just decide to sing together. It's just the simplest thing, Mm -hmm. but it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's like a way of relating and just being together. That's like joyful. And oh, I just loved it. Plus I will have to, we have to say that the soundtrack is like so cool. This oh, yeah, is the best great. soundtrack. I love music from the fifties anyway.
0: Yeah. And how go ahead, sorry.
1: Oh no, it's just it was great. I so after we watched the movie, I um mm-hmm. I started watching like they had this like commentary sort of thing. Yeah. Where they had as adults, Corey Feldman and Rob Reiner and Will Wheaton talking about the movie mm-hmm. and okay so now i have trivia to tell you Ooh, from do this it. that you didn't know about do it um cory feldman he just kind of drops like oh you know i i was like really close with michael jackson <laughs> did you know that first of all uh, I yes that. I,
0: I was aware of okay that, yes
1: um well then on to my next <laughs> point <laughs>
0: I just, just so, Google, just Google it. He used to dress exactly like him. They would go out and hang out and they'd both be in sunglasses, fedoras, and gloves. Like, that level.
1: Oh, I'm Googling that. You do it. Whoa. Be careful. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, he said that he had heard from Michael, mm-hmm. MJ. Yeah, yeah. Um, The Michael Jackson. The. <laughs> that he had been, they had been, like, kicking around the idea of having him record a different version of the song My Girl for the movie. Oh, and um they ended up not doing that and going with like mm-hmm. the what they did which was usually mostly using the song and then they had um a score mm-hmm. that yep. used the song as well um but it could have been a michael jackson wow. song and I'm, I was trying to imagine like what that would sound like. I'm so,
0: thought, oh. I'm so glad they didn't do that. I know. Like, if they did that, it, it should have been like a it, over the credits type thing. Because mm. like, if you do that during the movie, it would have just taken you out of the 50s. Exactly. You know? like,
1: exactly. I'm
0: really glad they didn't do that.
1: Yeah.
0: That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, I was going to ask you, who do you think the villain of this film was? Mm. Hmm. I have a lot of thoughts on this one.
1: It's it's almost like adults in general. Hmm. All of the adults are enemies. Like there's is there one adult? There's no like sweet, golden-hearted teacher that swoops in. You know, which <laughs> yeah. which which often happens in movies like this, where yeah. there's one person. It's a doggy um, dog
0: world, man. For these kids, all of the adults are
1: yeah. even. Every single adult like even when the gun goes off in the alley and the woman runs out. Which we didn't even mention that they have
0: a gun. Yeah, they have a gun. They have a gun, a forty-five, if I remember (laughs) right. Uh
1: and the the guy that they that Will Wheaton buys the Cokes and ham from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He just grills them about being like his brother. Like every adult they run into is just like nasty to them.
0: He was probably the nicest guy in retrospect in the whole movie.
1: Yeah. He
0: was just it was. It was he's like kind of a
1: busybody. He was
0: not being sensitive to the fact that he's talking about his dead brother. Yeah, you know, but he wasn't being mean about it. He was kind of just, yeah. What? Yeah, you're right. The adults, okay.
1: <clears throat> but also time. Just this is like, and it was this one period in your mm-hmm. life where, yeah, you have no responsibilities. You can go camping and do this whole thing, which takes you like two days. And you're just in the moment with your buddies. Mm-hmm. So almost like time was, and growing mm-hmm. up yeah. is is another enemy.
0: And they actually talk about that too in the movie. Because mm-hmm. they're like, we're going to start middle school next year.
1: Yeah. And they're
0: talking about how they're going to drift apart because of that. And they're that little. like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that was probably my favorite line in the movie is uh, Richard Dreyfuss. He says something like, do you ever have friends like you have when you're 12? Yeah. You you never have friends like you had when you were 12. Oh, I know. I'm
1: going to cry. I know. <laughs>
0: um I think obviously the villain there was a lot of villains in this movie.
1: Key for Sutherland. is obviously. He's
0: he's right. obviously a villain, yes. And they're just just mean-spirited those boys. Yeah. Um, hooligans I think is a better term yes! for them than punks. Yeah. Punks spree- ev- evokes like 80s and anyway, hooligans. Um the other one was the train.
1: Oh, yes. Which
0: I feel like the train makes a really good metaphor for time, like Mm -hmm. what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Because it's just this benign thing. They're using the the train tracks to get everywhere.
1: Yeah.
0: It's this benign presence that's anchoring them throughout the whole thread of the movie.
1: True.
0: This train track. And then every once in a while, it's just, it's dangerous. Either because they choose to make it dangerous, like Corey Feldman did in the beginning, where he was trying to play chicken with it, yeah, or when they genuinely get stuck as a part of like where they're at in their journey when they're over the bridge yeah. over the water, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: I love the way true. they use the
0: train in the in the movie.
1: That's a really good point. Oh. I mean, we're discussing it like a story because, like a, like a, yeah. a, a you know, a short story because it it was, Stephen, it is, yeah, yeah you mm-hmm, can totally. see the elements.
0: What do you think the worst parts? Of this movie were or if you had any.
1: <laughs> well, the most uncomfortable part, mm-hmm. one of the most uncomfortable parts, is the story that will be in shows <laughs> around the campfire. <laughs> yes. Because they they oh. love this is another sweet thing. They just like there's no cell phones. They just love to listen to their friend tell them a story. Yeah. Which reminds me of our girls, because yeah, they totally. do that at night. Totally. Um, so yeah, the story in the story, like everyone ends up like puking. Yes. <laughs>
0: Again, though. And it's like... Sh- sh- yeah, showing the meanness of... That's a total, like, reflection of his experience. Adults are so mean. The whole town is mean to the kidness story. Yes. And he gets his revenge by puking on someone, and everybody starts puking. <laughs> uh,
1: that was hilarious. It was. And it's really a story that a, a fifth grader would make up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good. <laughs> totally. Totally. Did you... Um, What was the question? Oh, did you... Did, other, did something make you... Other parts make you... Like, the okay? worst part of the movie... <laughs>
0: I mean, some of the acting was a bit dry, just Mm -hmm. technically, like uh, I think some of the some of the hooligans, some of the acting was a bit dry. But in general, no, like I think it's just a solid, really good movie. Yeah. And oh, uh, Rob Reiner, I think he said in Oregon, like they didn't have any rain like Mm -hmm. the entire time for like a 60 day shoot or something like that, which is just crazy. That yeah. was, that was insane.
1: But you have that feeling of endless summer mm-hmm. that like just before summer's over, it feels like yeah. that, like, it's just going to keep going. Yeah.
0: I think this movie holds up like really well too. Like,
1: oh my gosh, yeah.
0: even the fact that it was shot in the eighties and it's about the fifties, I feel like helps with, uh, it, it helps you feel like you're transported back in time too, mm-hmm. just because it was on film mm-hmm. versus digital. And yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Do you think there were any messages in this film? <laughs>
1: I think I've discussed a lot of the messages <laughs> so far. I don't That's know if I true. need to add anything. That's true.
0: Um, I just can't get through one of these without asking you that question, obviously.
1: Um, I have to tell you another st- snippet from the, f- the commentary. commentary that sure. I saw. Yeah. Um, oh, who's the kid with the blue eyes, the, the chunky one? Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Mm-hmm. So during the commentary, they, like in the first part, they, um, yeah. They made so many comments about him being married to Rebecca Romaine. They were like, "Can you believe it? He married well." And they were yeah. just like that's like all they could talk about yeah. for the first, I don't know, 10 yeah. minutes of their time together.
0: <laughs> I know. That's And that was part of the didn't it like they they just saw each other and they hadn't literally seen each other since pretty much they made the movie.
1: Yeah. And
0: it was made in like, you know, I don't know, it's 30 years later or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy too. It's
0: wild. You watch movies like that and you're like, oh, well, they must have been friends and they must have stayed. Da, 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 da. But it's just like any other job, you know, they're just, you know, did the job and then moving on.
1: I, I'm not going to adopt any of them now. I know. <laughs> they're too I'm, old.
0: They're, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're they're about our age or, or older, I think. So, yeah. Wow. So if you were any of the characters in this movie, who do you think you would have been?
1: Oh, well, I'm a writer, so I'm like the Will Wheaton character. If
0: you were any character in this movie except the Will Wheaton <laughs> character, who <laughs> what do you think mean? you... What do
1: you mean? That's totally, that's oh, totally me. That's
0: fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's, yeah. That's fair.
1: Yeah. What about you?
0: No, no, no I, I need another question. That wasn't satisfying to me. I'm sorry. I'm going to ask you another one. Okay. Oh, I would have been uh, probably the Jerry O'Connell character, mm-hmm. the sweet, the sweet kid. Either that or the waitress who comes out and yells at everybody for shooting a gun. <laughs> One of those two. She
1: didn't know it was a gun. She thought it was a, she it
0: was a firecracker or something. Cherry bomb. Cherry bomb. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, my other question is, what would have to occur to make you go on an adventure like that as a kid? Like, what would entice you to go and do a journey
1: like that? Ooh, man, I I wanted to do something like that mm-hmm. big time when I was a kid. Um. And we did a lot of day trips, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, Um, but to go on an adventure like that, it would have to be the lure of a treasure Treasure. for me, like Mm. something, or even even if the treasure was like a waterfall that you could only Mm. hike to and it takes like a, a day and a half to get there, like that would be enough totally to entice me to go
0: and that's like risking parental wrath too like yeah that's the key i think in this movie is like they're willingly they're like i one of them even said i know i'm gonna get a whooping but it's okay it'll be worth it
1: right, right. yeah um okay yeah what about you
0: oh that age you probably would have been food based i would imagine
1: oh i was gonna say like either like a comic book store for you or like a video game or something
0: yeah like there were like fifth graders right so yeah yeah, it probably would have just been it would have been something like going i i totally if there was a cache of like comic books or something like we heard a rumor
1: Mm -hmm, of comic mm -hmm, books mm -hmm. in
0: the woods somewhere i totally would have done that totally
1: yeah
0: which actually evokes a memory i have of hunting with my father when i was around that age (laughs) he um he he only took me hunting a couple times in my life I just went along with him. And one of the times we were in the middle of the woods and there was like a 1940s like car, at least in my mind it was. Ooh. And it just had a whole mm-hmm. bunch of bullet holes in it. Whoa. And I was like, dad, what is that? And he stopped and he like kind of like brought me close. And he was like, that's Bonnie and Clyde's car. <laughs> it's like, that's why there's all the bullet holes in it. <laughs> and I totally believed him. That's great. Uh, and, and then years <laughs> later I thought about it. And I was like, wait a minute, Bonnie and Clyde weren't even in, you know, where we live. They weren't even (laughs) even in, we were close. Like, that couldn't be their car.
1: I love that you were still thinking about it years Uh, later.
0: It's a very vivid memory I have. So, yeah.
1: Okay, I have a similar one.
0: Can't escape your childhood, I guess.
1: I know, I know. I still wonder about this. Can Mm -hmm. I tell you? Yeah, please. Okay, so in our woods, we had like 20 acres and then like more behind that that we could explore. So Mm -hmm. we had a lot of like land we could go around. Mm -hmm. And- there was like this old rotting stagecoach Mm -hmm. back way back on the neighbor's property stagecoach. Yeah. And I don't know who had told me this, but like someone told me that it was from people who were going, (laughs) like they went on a, on a, on a night into town Mm -hmm. to like see a, a play or something at the school and then on the way back, they like never came home, <laughs> and their stagecoach was like there. The haunted the stagecoach. I know, coach. I know. I swear, I heard music while I was around it.
0: <laughs> did you? Ever, did you really? When you were a kid, thought you heard music when you were around it? Like you have the I memory? Did wow. I did
1: I absolutely thought that?
0: You got to love how your imagination colors. Things I
1: know, are. I know.
0: When did you realize that it wasn't true? Like what age?
1: I'm still not sure. <laughs>
0: We're going to have to go research it.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Wow. All right. Well, um, this uh, movie has been a good journey. And ironically, it ended up with us having memories about our childhood of that age.
1: I know. I know.
0: I know. Yeah. That's that's neat. It's
1: nice. Well,
0: until the next one. Okay. Bye.